Sometimes lists are scribbles on a scrap piece of paper, torn quickly from something larger, written in barely legible writing that makes sense only to the person who wrote it. Remember to pick up dry cleaning. Remember to get milk. Remember to stop by bank. Remember, remember, remember. I remember he telling me, don't tell anybody about this. And this is, I did this because I love you. And this is, this is how God wants us to show each other that we love each other. And sometimes it's fine if only one person understands the contents of a list. It's fine if no one ever sees it but that one person. Sometimes, but not all the time. We try very hard to serve everyone involved, but most especially uh, victims. Sometimes lists should be public and easily accessible. These lists should be clearly printed and detailed. They should be complete and comprehensive and widely distributed. Sometimes it's important for everyone, not just one person, to remember something or someone. It's not about what the Catholic Church wants. It's not about what Bishop Jugish wants. It's about protecting kids and about protecting not, not only kids, but any parishioner who was victimized by any member of the clergy. That's the type of list sexual abuse survivors are waiting for from the Charlotte Catholic Diocese. In a statement released in May 2019, Bishop Peter Jugas said the diocese was committed to releasing a list of clergy who have been, quote, credibly accused of sexual abuse involving minors. And time is running out for the Charlotte Diocese to meet that deadline. And people are waiting. You can lie about a terrible situation. You can even try to justify that lie to yourself, but the lie generally will come back to haunt you, which is really what the history of the abuse crisis in the United States and around the world is. It's ridiculous. It's outrageous. It shows that all they're doing still is doing everything for appearances, but nothing of substance. Over this next four-part series, we'll hear from survivors, lawyers, a watchdog, and the diocese itself as we look into the who, what, when, how, and why. Who within the Charlotte Diocese decides what a credible accusation is? Why is a list of credibly accused clergy important to survivors? How is an accusation reviewed? Why is this the year that the Charlotte Diocese says it will finally release a list, when so many other dioceses have already done so? I'm Sarah D'Elia. This is The List. Listen to The List wherever you find podcasts and at wfae.org slash the list.